2: Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this fabulous Friday. And right before the show, 15 seconds before, Henry said, wait, what are we talking about again? And I said, I don't know. Just kidding. Uh, We know what we're talking about. Barely. Broncos did practice today, Henry, and I think we're kind of in that uh, loop. I think we're in the, the loop uh of just we don't know what day it is really uh i think it's a friday uh we don't know like what's going on tomorrow what happened yesterday we don't know the differences between anything because that's what training camp is about and now henry you've been in this for 10 days now because the (sighs) broncos at their ninth practice but there was a day before that which is
1: when uh training camp kind of unofficially starts how are you doing it's good. Like, I'm good. I will say that there's, like, we go. other outside forces. So, for example, my girlfriend's really excited that Sunday we don't have much to do. And she was like, oh, yeah, we can go. Like, it's like,
0: we're not going outside.
1: <laughs> Number one, we will not be in the sun. Number no, two, no sun. I need a nap. Okay. Like, so I'm down for whatever else. There's a nap in the middle. I'm not staying up too late. I'm going to I'm not waking up too early. And we're not going outside. So in one way, you're kind of
2: building this like you're being flexible. But in another way, you're saying we're not going outside and I'm taking a nap. So that pretty much leaves like card games, board games and movies to be watched. I don't really like games. A lot of movies on Sunday. I think
1: we're going to go see that Nope. Is that a movie? Yeah, Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so you're gonna can... get a little scared. There's a uh, the movie theater has recliners. Oh, so you're taking your nap in the movie theater. I'm gonna try my best not yeah, to. Yeah, don't but... don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's what it turns into a great nap. Uh, yeah, it does. I remember you'd expensive always expensive nap.
2: Yes, a very expensive <laughs> nap, but kind of soothing too. hmm But we're not there yet. Not nap time yet. The Broncos practice today, and like you said, Henry, not really. Uh, the Broncos, as we know, Nathaniel Hackett likes to do two days on. One day mm-hmm. off, in, and here's the key. Here's the asterisk that yep. I think some media members didn't realize until Hackett explained after practice. It's not necessarily two days on, one days off, two days on, one days off. Yep. It's in a three-day period, you got to have one day off. Yep. And, and not truly off, but as a jog through. So yesterday started this three-day period. They went heavy. Today, they went light. Tomorrow, they're going to go heavy, and the reason for that – is then Sunday is a day off, yep. and Hackett wants his players taking a big old nap on Sunday, coming off a big practice on Saturday, not just a light little jog through.
1: Yeah, and I mean it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like all of the things that he says, you're like, yeah, that is responsible. You don't <laughs> want injuries. But when you're standing there on the sideline, it's so disappointing to not yeah. see anybody playing real football. Mm-hmm. Like that's you got. We've been six months without football, you know, and and seven months without Broncos football. Not to bring up how the last season went. But, yeah, I mean, you you want to see football while you're out there. Again, it's nice to know ahead of time, I guess, what what you're going to get. But it still is a little bit disappointing because we just want to see Cortland Sutton versus Pat Sertan. Mm -hmm. And and we want to see these outside linebackers try to work against Calvin Anderson and, and Garrett Bowles and just see what's happening. So it is a little bit disappointing not having that, but. Just be blessed for what we do have. No, th- <laughs> exactly. This is not June. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is not June. And, Henry, we're eight days away from the first preseason oh, yeah. game, which is crazy. Okay, wait. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game actually last night? It was
1: incredible. Oh it my. was incredible. The only thing,
2: I don't even know who won. I don't even know if he oh. overhit. All I know is that there was a weather delay.
1: Yeah, which is actually, kind of, it was disappointing when it happened. My plan was, okay, get home. I'm going to have about an hour or so to to write mm-hmm. and get as far as I can. I'm going to watch a first quarter. I'm going to kind of slowly work afterward. But no, 40 minutes mm, of delay means perfectly. I was able to just get all the writing <laughs> done. Didn't miss a snap. Totally tuned in. It was so much fun. Like they had Josh Jacobs out there for no good reason. Yeah, what was that? They're just asking for something bad to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. But like if you're trying to build confidence, you did an incredible job. Like they just hand in the ball. They throw these little screen passes. Whatever. He's just breaking every tackle. And it's so going much. Going up against fun third stringers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like guys who are not going to be on the team makes you think, like, why not just give Javante a little mm, bit of run? Yeah, I love it. I hate it. No, don't do that. There was a point when I was watching where I was thinking like, okay, you're asking for an injury. At the same time, none of these guys are strong enough to injure Josh Jacobs. Well, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) Unless they want to be the ones to say, I
2: injured Josh Jacobs in two months when they're an insurance agent.
1: That is true. That is true. Mm -hmm. I don't think they could do it. (laughs) (laughs) They're just all in their back as soon as they touch him. So who won? Oh, the Raiders beat the hell out of him. That's the other thing I was talking about on bets. You know, you go into a game like that saying like, not only is this a preseason game, this is the least impactful of any preseason yep. game. So you go into it saying, like, ah, it doesn't really matter. But then you watch, and you're just like, yep. no, actually, the Jaguars <laughs> still suck. They, they, they really do suck. But no Trevor Lawrence, right? No, no Trevor Lawrence. Okay, smart. At no C.J. Beathard either. Okay. Beat so, hard. So it was, uh, it w- who, who were the quarterbacks? Kyle Sloter was out yep, there for yep. a minute. Kyle Uh, City. had he throw a touchdown? He did. I think wow. he threw a late one. So did the over hit? Yeah. Okay. There yep. you go. There yep. you go. And it's one of those where, like, there's a there's a, a return for a touchdown, and he hits, like, the, the red zone, and the flag thing comes up, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I think twice there were penalties that either there, – there was one that knocked him from the 20 out of field goal range. There was another one that Ooh. just straight up knocked him out of field goal range. There's a bunch of things that were happening during that game where you're like, this is – This is not going to be an overgame. But with like three minutes left, they're able to make it happen.
2: Man, that was pretty tight, though. It was. Pretty tight. And speaking of not being tight at all, we are totally off the rails right now. That's fine. But don't even know if I welcome you to the show. Exactly. (laughs) It's Friday, fun day uh, here at DNVR Broncos. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. And Henry... There were maybe one or two things. Well, first, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get a hundred, a thousand dollars in a risk-free bet by signing up for DraftKings Sportsbook. There you go, you get in, bet a thousand dollars, and if you don't hit it or or anything under that, you get a risk-free bet to get your money back. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook and use that code DNVR. Henry, I mean, there may have been one or two things that we were able to learn from today's practice. Let's hit those really quick before we jump into talking about where position battles stand 10 days into camp.
1: Yeah, I mean... What did you take away from today? Damari Mathis. Mm, Damari Mathis. Number 27. I think uh, he might be a guy. Mm. He might be a guy. You don't know exactly how these pieces fit together, but I do think that uh, when you run through like who's on the table to play at cornerback... You know, you got Sertan. Yep. you got Darby. Yep. K1 Williams is going to be the guy, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what's exactly up there. A St. Bassie is probably the replacement there. Is Damari Mathis in front of Michael Mudia? No. Okay. okay.
2: Close. Okay. But I do think Damari Mathis is the guy in terms of, I think we know the five cornerbacks for the yeah. Broncos. It's obviously the three you mentioned, the three starters. I think Damari Mathis is going to take that slot role from saying Bassey. He was playing a little inside today. Now, also, we saw Pat Sertan playing inside, so it yep. doesn't necessarily mean that Damari has taken over saying mm-hmm. as the true nickel. Uh So we saw a lot of versatility there, but I think the way that Asang Bassey has played and his body is just a little smaller, yep. uh, and he hasn't played for a year, and when he did play in, what was that, 2020, he was good but hasn't played for so long, and the way Damari Mathis is trending up, I think they're going to give him a shot to be the backup nickel cornerback. Mm-hmm. And there's no better time than right now when Kaywan Williams is on
1: the bench. And we saw some with Mathis on the outside with Sertan in the slot, yeah. So you do wonder because you know, I came into this saying, Damari Mathis, he's he's your slot guy, like you're maybe not, he's not your slot guy, you're hoping eventually he is yeah. your slot guy, yeah. I I think he might be an outside corner. Mm. And again, like now if you're on the field, because K one's not on the field, does that mean you slide into the slot potentially? But I think that, you know, it's the same thing with like Baron Browning where Baron Browning. Yeah. He can play outside linebacker. What, or, or he can play inside linebacker. What is he though? He himself is an outside linebacker. It's just that he can do that as well. So Damari Mathis, I think he is an outside corner, although the path to the field might be through the slot. And
2: I completely agree because then I look at OJ Mudia and I look at Damari Mathis and I say, who's a better slot corner if needed? Yeah, and I think it's probably definitely. Mathis. And then you keep OJ on the outside. And maybe a saying, Bassey, maybe they do go six cornerbacks mm-hmm. and a saying makes it because he's more of that true nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hackett also had very good things to say about Damari Mathis after practicing, how he's still transitioning uh and 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 doing a good job and we're clearly mm-hmm. seeing that he had an incredible i mean he was smothering defenders on tuesday had an incredible diving pbu uh on tuesday as well and then yesterday he has the diving interception and now we start to see him get some reps with yep. the first team so i completely agree i think i think that is a big takeaway there and the, the other big takeaway for me today was was Quinn Minerts. We got to talk to him after practice. There was some rotation with him and Natani Muti, so the the coaches are saying this thing's not over yet, although this week, Henry, it's very clear that Quinn Minerts is in the lead because he has uh, got a lot more reps than Natani, but we're going to dive into that uh, in in just a second. But Quinn, he's lost 10 pounds. He was playing around 330 last year, which is a big boy. Because he's not
1: that tall either.
2: No, he's really not. I mean, the belly is a pretty fitting nickname.
1: Totally. Yeah, they, yeah, seriously. It's like it's not like he's short. Maybe for his position a little bit, but that 330 is a big number for somebody like him. Sometimes you see offensive
2: linemen and you're like, they don't look like an offensive lineman at all. Like they don't yeah. look big. They just they, they look like a, a big human, but not like a massive mm-hmm. offensive lineman. Quinn looks like a massive offensive lineman. And, and yes. so he's still big playing at 320 315 mm-hmm. he said that's his sweet spot mm-hmm. typically in this scheme you really don't see guys over 310 yeah. it's like 305 300 you may even see like 295 Quinn is yep. still very big and I like that because if Quinn were to have tried to adapt to the system by dropping 30 pounds he just he would have would not have been himself exactly. This year. And maybe this year he plays at 320, keeps a starting job, and just realizes, I just need that much more speed, then drops to 310. I'm okay doing it over a couple of yeah. years, but it would have been too much
1: for him, and it would have been way too big of an ask
2: for the coaches yep. to say, okay, you need to drop 30 pounds.
1: Totally. And this kind of reminds me of, I think it was yesterday. Or the yest- no, maybe it's two days ago. See, it's all rolling together. Uh, I know. They're all <laughs> the same. Well, they're not all the same. There are some pretty it's bad true. practices. But uh, <laughs> yeah. two days ago, I think it was – I saw Mike Purcell standing next to KJ Hamler. There was, the height-wise, height-wise, got to make that very clear, okay. not much of a difference. Like, there's a... In there's their height, right, right, three, right. Three, three, <laughs> three inches, <laughs> yep. maybe, yep. but still, like, you think of Mike Purcell, big old guy. Yep, He's stout. Yeah. That's another guy who's just stout. He's yes, not tall. He is. he is very stout. A little
2: off topic, but... No, yeah, I mean and, and then and then for for comparison, you see Draymond Jones and you don't think small guy. No. But he is just I mean, he's all muscle. Yeah. I mean there there's no fat yeah. there. And that's kind of the comparison of some offensive linemen. But mm-hmm. Quinn Quinn has the belly there and his biggest thing is just going to be in my opinion. How fast can he run? And so he said that dropping those pounds allows him to get off mm-hmm. the ball quick. He said uh, when he's going to the second level, he thinks he can get to a linebacker nine out of ten times. And he said the one time he doesn't get to a linebacker, he's just going to be able to yank him and, and drag them. Uh, so, I mean, he's very confident. In it, And I think the coaches are also confident. And also another layer to this is George Payton. Uh, hmm. Because George Payton was the guy that drafted him, so there is some uh, some reason for George to also push for Quinn. Because the guy who he, he's competing with, and I guess we'll just jump right into uh, position Why battles not? right now and start with this one. The guy he's competing with is Natani Muti. He wasn't picked by this coaching staff. He nope. was not picked by George Payton, but they're they're giving him a fair
1: a fair run at this. Yeah, they they definitely are. They're def a more than fair run. Um, and that is probably something that stands out. I, I don't think there's too much of a push to to put Glasgow in just because he's he's from this this regime. There might be like a, a tiebreaker or something, but I don't think it's a, a a real push. I think that it's important to remember that these guys are the same age, so. Mm. In my head, Moody's been around a lot longer yeah. when really it's just a, a season longer. It does feel a lot longer. He is more of a developmental guy, both both developmental guys, but more so Moody. And I think that Glasgow still is just a little bit more polished. And and that's what is giving him this edge and why I think he's going to win this job. I also think that... Wait, Glasgow's going to win which job? Oh, no, sorry, not Glasgow. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: No, miners. not miners. 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 there we go, miners. <laughs> I know, I'm so
1: used to it. so many guys in there. But I, I do think that Moody's still just one more year away okay. from, from really being there. And maybe not even a year. Maybe it's a, a month. Maybe it's two months. Interesting. But I do think that Miners is still boxing him out of this position. And, and the path for Moody long-term might be just moving on from Reisner after this year if, if Moody mm-hmm. is in, in, in position to take that job.
2: Yeah, and that that's a that's a really good point, and I think that's where things stand right now. Now mm-hmm. you talked about one other guy, Glasgow. He is not seemingly in this competition nope. at at all, and at, I'm even now finding it difficult to see where he fits in on this team Mm -hmm. because he hasn't taken a first team snap at center. Uh, He hasn't taken a first team snap at guard. So I guess his role on this team is backup center. And he has been taking some snaps there with the backups, Uh, but he has to compete. I know the Broncos won't save anything moving on from him, but do the Broncos want to go with a guy just so that, they don't have three million in, in dead cap, Mm -hmm. uh, or do they want to go with a, a a younger guy who they drafted this year at center? So I really don't think that, uh, that, uh, man, there are so many names that Graham Glasgow is (laughs) in this competition at guard. I think it's these three. I think all three of them make the roster. And right now, there's an odd man out who's still trying to poke his way in and that is natani muti but he's just <laughs> he's not able to fully get that job yet and we've seen it kind of solidify a little bit this week <laughs> where he's still he's poking and getting a little few f- couple reps at left guard then he's getting some reps at right guard but for the majority it's dalton at left guard
1: and uh oh my gosh so many names Miners. and minor's at right guard <laughs> <laughs> totally and i think the thing that's really hurting glam Gas- glasgow more than anything so many names <laughs> so, many is, days, so many g's exactly it's just that you already kind of have moody it's it, you yeah. already have a backup into your linemen. and so if you were to get into a situation where uh, obviously if if touch wood you lose reisner you lose Miners, it's moody it's it's moody who subs right in right yeah. there and then you're off and running the question right now is what happens if it's Cushionberry? And you have a couple of options. One option is you bump Minerts inside and you play Moody at guard. And I think that might be the most likely option. The other option, though, is you actually put in a backup center, and that's where it's almost definitely Glasgow, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think that we've seen enough from uh luke wattenberg to say that he is he's getting those reps ahead of glasgow like he's probably not and to be honest like yesterday when they were warming up they were they they do this drill basically it's the three centers they snap to the three quarterbacks the two starting running backs are taking handoffs or pitches or whatever it is and then the third quarterback is actually giving it to nathaniel hackett (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't need to go down that road to your third string quarterback <laughs> i guess i guess so but uh what the, the the two centers getting the work Lloyd Cushenberry. you've got graham glasgow and then the third they actually had uh casey tucker Whew. in there giving the snaps that's diving deep with wattenberg just like standing there mm. and it's like they're probably they, they actually weren't rotating which was weird because I was standing there watching like, okay, they're going to rotate. They're right, going to rotate. Right, right. And I think for the most part it has been Wattenberg doing that drill, but that's just to say that Wattenberg definitely doesn't have like the backup center job locked right. up. It, it could be Casey Tucker and it's probably Graham Glasgow in front of either of them. So in terms of making the roster, that's the, the big decision. Mm. This has been a lot of me talking. No, the big decision like it. is, is it minor who moves in and Mooty right. who goes to guard right. or is it Glasgow who goes to center and, and, that's the first decision that's made. The second decision is, well, if you run, up, run out of you know, the mooties already out there, then what do you do? Is it worth keeping Graham Glasgow just to be that second interior lineman to come in?
2: It's going to be Russell Wilson's call. It, they, they, <laughs> they, they should ask yeah. him and say, what do you want? Do you yeah. want the vet? Or are you comfortable with going with the young guy that has some potential to eventually become your center? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all going to be up to Russ. I have to imagine if I was Russ, I would say, yeah, I want the experienced veteran to help yep. me out. I don't want to be looking bad. I don't yep. want to have to be doing double the work when I'm at the offensive line making checks. Mm-hmm. So That's a that's a great observation, Henry. Uh, and so that's kind of where things stand inside. And I got to say, man, Mooty next to Minerts on the offensive line. That's a ton of power right there. I would love it. No, they're not running a power scheme. So these guys got to be able to to, yep. uh, to to run and everything. But, man, that's exciting to And think it still about.
1: comes up. Like, like Minert's ability to pull and go hit somebody. Like, they're still running counters. Right. Like, and at some point, they probably run a power runner here, power runner two here or there. Got it. Um, I guess the final piece, you know, Wattenberg is going to be 25 before... Mooty or minor turns crazy. 24 because he was in college for six years right yeah wow it's
2: like you probably slip him through the practice squad yeah. it's whatever but and and something that we're probably going to talk about and mention a couple of times in the next few weeks is guys every team has one to three players that you say ah, is he going to be able to slip through the practice squad mm-hmm. yes Pretty much all the time you're able to get your guys through to the practice Mm -hmm. squad. So even though he was a draft pick, Mm -hmm. uh, he's probably still going to be able to slip through. And and that's honestly probably uh, the route that they're going to go, especially with Graham getting those backup uh, snaps. Okay, let's hit one more on the offensive line. Where does it stand at right tackle right now? Because we've seen (sighs) one person get all of the snaps at right tackle. That's Calvin Anderson, yet... It still feels like it's a wide open job.
1: It, it, I, yeah. I I think there's a twenty percent chance it's Calvin Anderson's. Oh, man. Which is, is a crazy number yeah. considering he's taking every snap. Yeah. But it's it's Billy Turner to me. Like yeah. I, I think it has to be Billy Turner. Um and, and if it's not Billy Turner, I think there's a good chance Billy Turner winds up with one of the guard jobs. Wow. Which sounds one. crazy. Yeah, but I mean that's a that's a good football player. So
2: who's who who? Let's say for some uh, reason they fall in love with Calvin Anderson or Tom Compton comes in gets right tackle. Where's Billy playing at guard? Is he left
1: or is he right? Who's he taking? That's a tough question. That's a really tough question. You know, because it, it's always a question of like, can Reisner get beat out? I don't think so. I don't think that he mm-hmm. can get beat out by those other two. But I do think that it probably is Reisner if if Billy Turner's coming in. Yeah. I I agree with that. Uh yeah. Here's what
2: I'll say though. I'll say one percent chance that Billy Turner is your starting guard yes. come week one. Yes. Okay, so you got twenty percent chance to Calvin. How do you split the other eighty? Because I'm I have to imagine yep. between Tom Compton and Billy Turner.
1: I think it's seventy for Billy Turner and ten percent for Compton. Oh, okay. So Calvin's yeah. got a better shot than Tom. I think so. Okay. Okay. It, it, it's been a minute since Tom Compton has been like an, an actual starter mm-hmm. um, you know it's 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 really tough to say I guess is the easy answer especially when you don't get to see him out on the field because I'm pretty sure it was two years ago that that he last started last year he subbed in like came off the bench and got a handful of starts um, right his days of being a full-on starter seemed to be well behind him. Yeah, yep. he had seven starts last year, played 17 games, three starts the year before, five, for 14, five and 14 before that. Before that, he started all 14 games that he was healthy for Minnesota. Okay. And that was at guard, too. And so that's the other piece is what position do they like him at? It's whatever. I I think that he does have a chance, but I think his real role is probably, it's probably to push – calvin anderson for the backup job i mean you're, you're starting to think about how these backup positions come together so say it's the five we expect with minerts and uh and billy turner on the right side of the line yep you've got Mooty's absolutely making the roster yep i think calvin anderson is 85 90 percent chance he's making the roster yep um just because you're going to keep at least eight yep and the eighth is Tom Compton probably next up on the list. you yep. like the versatility, that sort of thing? And then the question is, do you keep a ninth? You probably don't keep a tenth, and that's probably Glasgow and, and maybe Wattenberg can beat him out. So ninth if 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 uh
2: Reisner, or no, if Glasgow makes it, he's the ninth. I think so. Man, they they may want to do that. And then yeah, you you cut mm-hmm. Wattenberg, put him on the on the practice squad. And then and one of the things that the Broncos love mm-hmm about the two guys they brought in to compete with Calvin Anderson at right tackle is the versatility that you're talking about. Not only the ability to play right tackle, Mm -hmm. but both of those guys can and have played guard. If you really need to in a pinch, they can play left tackle, but I Mm -hmm. think Calvin Anderson is your swing left tackle. So I'm right there with you, except I'm going over a 50% shot for Calvin Anderson to be the Broncos' starting right (sighs) tackle. This is just, with Billy Turner, I mean... We gave Nathaniel Hackett the opportunity today to say, yep, Billy's going to be back next week. Mm. Tom's going to be back next week. And he declined. He just said, these guys are aiming to be back for week one, and that's the plan right now. It just seems like... As close do we get? The closer we get to Week One, the less of a done surefire deal it is for these guys to be back and on the field. Even with True. KJ Hamler. Uh, now, I think KJ is way ahead of these guys, uh, but I still think they're going to play it slow with him. So I think Calvin Anderson. I'll give him a 75% chance of being wow. the Broncos' okay. starting right tackle. So we're almost flipped there than it is Billy Turner. Uh, yep. Nut number two, and then Tom Compton. Billy Turner has had the injury longer, which makes me think he should be back sooner than Tom Compton. And then it goes two ways. Though. <laughs> it really does, or else you're just like this guy's just gonna have was, this injury yeah. forever. Uh, so, so that's where I'm at right now. But we agree on uh, on the guard spots, and that's the positional breakdown and uh, mm-hmm. where the battles stand on the offensive line. Henry, let's get to some other position battles, but first I gotta tell you. About us. I got to tell you about us and what we're doing over at thednvr.com. If you want all the details of what's going on in training camp, there's no better place than, one, listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube, which we're doing – us with a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube we'd really appreciate it and then if you want to read it well you go to the dnvr.com I do a practice uh, rundown of everything you need to know from what happened to injuries who's trending up who's trending down I get that done before the pod Mm -hmm. even starts so it's up there and then Hank does a great job of diving deep into some good storylines doing a bunch of different things and he's got pieces for you at night and you can read those those are evergreen so it's it's just the best place for content and also if you want a 60 second rundown of What's going on from Broncos? Make sure to, that you're tuning into our uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. all of that. Hank and I are popping up left and right there. So go to thednvr.com. You can also get in on our final golf tournament coming up on September second, I believe. So we'd yep. really appreciate it. And when you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free shirt. So thednvr.com
1: and also DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I mentioned I took that uh, the over last night on the uh, Hall of Fame game i made a little parlay oh so I, t- I took that over last night i've got the yankees tonight put them together and it's like four to one odds, Ooh, something like that okay. exactly okay and so uh i don't know i'm a big parlay guy it's probably not the smartest way to bet um it's I'm such a sucker for it's so too, fun though. though it is it, yeah it's just so <laughs> much fun because now i get to go into this game tonight and just be like okay this is a big one for me yeah and to me like Yeah, there's there's something to like. Oh, throw three bucks on whatever game. Now I can sit here and watch it and be like, ah, yeah, I've got. You know, it it gets you tied in a little bit. Yep. When you can have like, okay, today get 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 your work done by six forty because you're gonna have a big game tonight. Like, guys, that's fun just to be able to be at that point. Whatever you like to do, whether it's betting straight bets or parlays or, or overs or money lines or spreads or props. There's so many options at DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you sign up, especially ahead of football season. Right now, if you uh if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So you make your first bet. It can be 10 bucks. It can be 700 bucks. If it hits, you get whatever you get. If you miss, you get whatever you bet back in the form of a free bet. Makes it an awesome way to get started. You know, you can make a mistake. Yeah. Hopefully you don't, but you can make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, use the code DMVR to get this offer, though. Again, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. Uh, risk-free bet paid out in terms. In- the form of non-withdrawable free bet token max $1000 see draftkings.com/sports for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 you want the good news or the bad news
2: henry bad news bad news first this does not apply to us the Aww. good news is it's a Breck Brew Friday yes. for most of the country, most wow. of Broncos' country, and most of the world not for us because Broncos have one more practice. I guess we could still celebrate. Why just, not? You, just be responsible. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't go three days in a row, Henry. That That's yes. the advice Nathaniel Hackett's going to give mm-hmm. you when it comes to drinking Breckenridge <laughs> beer, and it's a Breck Brew Friday. Make sure to get in on some delicious Breck brews. It is a scorcher out today. It's perfect Palisade Peach. It is perfect Mm -hmm. Strawberry Sky Weather. Get yourself a light beer. Or if you're crazy and you want a dark beer, they have that as well. You can get the Vanilla Porter. But check everything out over at BreckBrew.com where you can find their beer locator, which is an awesome way. If you live in Denver and you want to know the closest place to get Breck Brew, go there. If you live in Wisconsin and you want to know the closest place, go to the Breck Brew locator and they will (laughs) let you know. I guarantee you, there's Breck beer pretty darn close to you. So check them out. The official beer of DNVR. All right, honey, let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Running back. Melvin Gordon. Or Javante Williams, who it, is the starter right now? It's
1: Javante. Okay. It's
2: Javante. Okay. You know, I do. It sounds think, like you're convincing yourself of that.
1: It's not what I thought a week ago. I'll say a week ago it would have been yeah, Javante by a mile. Javante is going to be okay. out there starting every game. I still am pretty confident that he's the starter, but for a minute there, I was thinking this is like a sixty forty thing. Yeah. I, I thought that there was a bit of a separation. Now it, it is starting to feel like it is a. You know, 1A, 1B. Yep. Both these guys getting plenty of run. Still confident, though. Still still very confident, honestly, that Javante is that number one guy. I'm right there with you. Yep. Uh, but I'm right there
2: with you in every way. A week ago, Javante yes. was the starter every single practice. Was. Pretty much every single period, he was the one coming up first, then Melvin would come yep. in. Uh, but it's changed. This week, Melvin uh, has earned the respect mm-hmm. to get that starting nod half the time this week. Uh, two, two out of the five days, three out of the five days. I'm not exactly sure because of these jog-throughs that they've got going on. So he's making it a competition. And then you're right, Henry. This is not going to be a 70-30 split. This is going to be 54-46. to 46. Yep. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if week one, Javante gets two more carries than Melvin. Week two, Melvin gets three more carries than Javante. And this is just going to be a back-and-forth <laughs> thing. But I think for... I do think that this coaching staff is just going to say, Javante, we're going to give you the start, uh, this year. What if they just flip it and do every other game? (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked at that either, but I'm going to say for week one that it still is Javante. And honestly, Henry, who the starter is, is more symbolic than, than really anything else. Just because of how we're seeing this thing play out with it being a 50, 55% split.
1: I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, I will say I still think that the the tides will kind of turn. Ah, it, even that it feels Melbourne. like too strong of a feeling. No, I do think toward Javante. Okay. Where toward the end of the season, in the playoffs, this is more of a Javante-led rushing attack. Now, that might be the difference between 55-45 and 65-35. It's like yeah. the widest. Yeah, that would still be a, bit, a big shift. It would be a big shift, though. And and I I guess a lot of that's going to be dictated by how they play this season. So maybe this is more me thinking that Javante is going to take this step that we all think that he's probably going to take in terms of just being a, a pro bowl sort of running back. Um, but going into the season, the fact that it just makes sense to save your best running back's legs for the end of the season, combined with all the other factors, this is going to be pretty close to 50 50. Yeah,
2: I I completely agree. Okay. Tight end. It's not going to be 50 50 because there's not two tight ends. There's like four, (laughs) five tight ends here. Uh, where do things stand? We haven't mentioned Salbert's name in a big way in a couple of days. It doesn't mean that, I mean, he's still, I think on the last competitive practice yesterday, he Mm -hmm. still had one or two catches. I mean, he's still doing things, but a week ago, all we would talk about at tight end was Salbert, where do things stand?
1: It's so tough to tell. This is probably the toughest to tell of any of them. Um, You know, we've talked about Montrell just being solid, solid, solid. Then he has that really big day, and and you're just like, okay, that validates everything else that has happened. Mm -hmm. With Sauerbert, it's, okay, he did this much. He's had good day, good day, good day. He never really had, I didn't think, just that breakthrough dominant performance. And that makes me think that when he has, you know, was it two catches, three catches Mm -hmm. in the last three days, whatever it is, it's coming back to earth he might have needed a little bit more than that um still think he's been the best tight end in camp but it is being anchored by what happened early on you know O has a couple of catches and his catches are flashier so i don't know i mean if i had to take a stab at it right now like they just keep five tight ends yeah potentially it's so hard to make a case to cut any of these guys and then maybe what you do
2: is when you sign a player in week four you decide who you're not using at tight end and that fit tight ends the guy you end up cutting so you just delayed the decision a little bit but in terms of the starter week one man greg Dulcich, i think he's just a little bit too far behind the eight ball right now just a little bit but he really they want him to be Mm. that guy I'll say, I'll say, Alberto. Um, we've seen him be the starter. We've seen him make some plays, but Henry, this is the, probably the position battle I'm least comfortable with because
1: it's totally. just it's that wide open. How do you feel about just like the the level of play? Like in your confidence in the tight end position going into this season?
2: Um, not very good. Yeah, uh, honestly, because there there can be some flashes certainly mm-hmm. from Alberto. I love him as a receiver. I think Greg Dulcich is going to find a role as a receiver. Uh, but they don't have that that complete yeah. tight end. Um, and this is probably when you look at it, one of the weakest positions on the Broncos team when you compare it to all the other teams in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I kind of it's one. Day by day, my opinion changes just on the tight end position. Where you could talk yourself into okay, think of all the fun things you can do. Where guess what? You're throwing Albert O out there, and you're throwing Tomlinson out there. Right. Does that mean you're you're running the ball? Maybe. Does that mean that you're leaving Tomlinson in the block and Albert O split out wide? But they're gonna def- choose. They're going to choose how they defend that. You know, it's one of those things where you say, ah, Tim Patrick is isn't here. Make Albert O just a receiver that's that's only partially the offense's decision you know a lot of that's on the defense where they say oh we're throwing a cornerback on we're throwing a linebacker on," and you kind of have to treat that how they treat it you Mm -hmm. know if that makes sense so i don't know That, that that whole concept is what makes it so hard to say who's going to be the starter week one because yeah you don't know the big picture game plan where it's like okay here's what we think our strength is we want Sixty percent of the time, Albert O out there, or thirty percent of the time we want him out there. Twenty percent of the time we want Tomlinson out there, and all these percentages might add up to eighty percent of the time we have a tight end out there. They might add up to one hundred and seventy percent, and you're averaging like that many tight ends. And then on any given play, like the first play of the game, what, what are they going to do? Who's your starter? I mean, <laughs> I know. I'll just say. Give me, give me Dulcich out there in some Dulcich, form. Okay. Dulcich, okay. Dulcich is out there for the first nap of the season.
2: Gosh, I like that. He's just, he's uh, the one that they so desperate. I mean, even when Matt Nathaniel there. Hackett, D- Dulcich scored a touchdown yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett was asked about it. And he just lights up. I mean, the first thing he says is he was asked like, what have you yeah. noticed about Greg Dulcich? And the first thing he says is besides the hair. I mean, he just gets <laughs> so excited talking about Greg uh, Dulcich. And you know who makes the decision on that? It's Nathaniel Hackett. So uh, there we go. Okay. Let's do one more on okay. the offense, then quickly hit the defense. Third wide receiver. Third wide receiver. And obviously this has changed from fourth, fifth depth wide receiver to who's the third wide receiver right now. Not just right now, but right now with what we know projecting for week one. It's KJ Hamler. I was confident. Yep,
1: it is. And I also agree with that. If everybody's healthy, you've got Sutton, you've got Judy, you've got Hamler. And then that's where the conversation starts. Yep. Now, is everybody going to be healthy? we're going to touch wood massive say, question mark uh, what you if i had to put a number on it i i would set the line i would say you've got six games six and a half i'd set it i'd set the line at five and a half games you have all three of those guys
2: oh man yeah that's a pretty good line yeah yeah and that's I, a pretty yeah. daunting line just how yeah, low it is it, yeah
1: and then then you have those decisions and i don't that's where i don't even know that it's that matchup based it's just who you want to give those opportunities to i think right now montreal washington is the guy you give he's your number 4 yep. and he, he's filling in wherever he fills in um but that could change very quickly i mean that that could be one of those things where if he doesn't back up the camp with a strong preseason then then he could be out of that spot before the season even starts yeah but i do think that as of right now he is in the driver's seat for number four receiver.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. I completely okay. I completely agree. Then I think Kendall Hinton falls in at yep. number five. Uh, and yep. But uh, I certainly think that there's no doubt it's K.J. Hamler at number three. And it was actually going to be an interesting conversation if there's four receivers on the field at one point this season with Tim Patrick, or yep. if there's three receivers, who's on the field? And that's probably very situational. Yeah. But now it's not really. If K.J. Hamler's healthy— it's going to be those 3. Okay, let's do something different when we flip over to the defensive side. Okay. You here. Can you throw a 1 minute timer <laughs> on for us and we're going to have 1 minute to talk about every position okay. battle and when he's pulling that timer up, let's talk about just what positions are there that are open. So what
1: position battles are there? Outside linebacker yep. is a mess. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Inside linebacker doesn't sound like we're gonna get it done in sixty seconds. Inside linebacker, we call that battle. Yes. Let's. That's a fifteen-second timer, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about okay, it. Okay. Yep. Uh,
2: is there anything on the defensive line? Now the defensive line is the... just so fluid. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do defensive line. Yeah. And that's then, gonna be a problem. Uh, there's no starting positions open at safety or corner.
1: There are not. Okay.
2: And we talked about corner already when we talked yep. about Damari Mathis. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, let's do those three. You hear? Defensive We're, line, Henry. Okay.
1: One, two, three. Go. So, defensive line. You've got DJ Jones. you got Draymond Jones. Those are those, That's your big done, two. Boom. Big two. Yep. How you use them? There's the question mark. Draymond's a pass rusher. You're using him on third downs. DJ Jones, you're making your pick. If you're saving him for third downs, I think Mike Purcell's out there on first down.
2: Okay. Um, I I agree, too. I think that's the starting line. Mike Purcell, DJ Jones. Boy, two big boys next to each other. And Draymond Jones. If you want to go with not as big, it's Draymond Jones, DJ Jones Mm -hmm. in the center, and then who's on the right side? I think
1: Deshaun Williams. I think it is Deshaun. He's your Williams. answer to any question right now.
2: Yep. Yep. I completely agree. Yep. And I think he can he's enough where he can do it all that the Broncos will feel comfortable with him. Any I think he's going to get worked in yep. throughout the season, but I think if you want to go big, it's Purcell. If you want to go small, it's Deshaun Williams. And look at that. We got a John Elway yes. 7 seconds left on the clock. Easy. We did it. Easy. Okay. Um <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, wow. Oh, I thought we, we have avoided have, know, that. Right? We from, don't deserve from that.
2: Beating it. Here's like, no, no, you guys are getting punished with this. <laughs> I don't get to use the sound effects <laughs> <laughs> I love volume. it. Um, okay, this one I don't think we're going to be able to get through in a minute. But when the timer goes off, we got to say who yep. the two starting outside linebackers are week yep. one. Henry, go.
1: Oh boy! No, I mean, we don't have
2: time to waste. Uh, Randy
1: Gregory, Randy Gregory's <laughs> out there. You got Bradley Chubb. Those that obviously where the conversation starts from there. I mean, I think next up after that, it's a tough competition between Malik Reed and Baron Browning. Um, I think that we're maybe discounting Nick Benito on early downs. I think that that might be where he kind of falls in line. Early downs. I'll throw it back to you there. Okay, I like Baron Browning to to be the guy outside or opposite of
2: Bradley Chubb here, and that is including Randy Gregory in this (sighs) conversation. Like we said earlier, just the closer we get to week one, the more uncertainty these injuries seem to come from the Broncos. So I'm not counting on Randy Gregory. I think it's going to be Bradley Chubb Mm -hmm. on the outside and Baron Browning, who has had a terrific second week of training camp. Here and the bend is what we hear yep. from Nathaniel Hackett. I've also heard it behind the scenes. They love the bend of Baron Browning. And when I think of bend, I think of Von Miller. I'm not saying yep. Baron Browning's Von Miller, but that's the specialty specialness that they're seeing from him.
1: Give me There it is. <laughs> Give me uh Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory to start. Okay. I'm with okay. you. Like optimistic. You, you get I like Scared it. at this point, but it's gonna take another couple weeks before I say he's not ready. Yeah.
2: Okay, I I agree there. Um do we need 15 seconds for this next one, you said? Let's give it 25. 25 seconds on the clock, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he's dialing that up at inside linebacker. Good to
1: go. Jonas Griffith. I mean, it's Josie Jewel. Jonas Griffith is your number two. He might be your number one by the end of the year.
2: Ah, man, I love that. And that's what the Broncos hope from Jonas Griffith. However... Did see some Alex Singleton getting Damn. some play there today. So maybe they're trying to keep us on our toes, but no. In the end, you look at Jonas Griffith. He looks like Randy Gregory's mm-hmm. size. He flies around, and he's also making the right plays in the yeah. run and the pass game. He just needs to get his hands a little better on that interception <laughs> oh, yesterday. Oh, poor <laughs> And if you want to read the the story about that, check out Hank's piece yesterday. Yes. Dbnvr.com.
1: He would have sent the ball to his mom oh (laughs) man that's (laughs) even more heartbreaking Uh, i know okay
2: i think we hit all the position battles where they stand now of course we still have one more week of camp left i believe five more practices
1: punter punter i had forgotten about punter
2: you know what let's pull up that timer one more time
1: here let's go punter Every passing day, Sam Martin seems less likely in my mind. And that's mm. that's more of, like, a, a reflection of where I started, okay. which is Sam Martin will be the punter. Corliss Waitman, though, and I have issues with that name. Sometimes it's, like, yeah, it's Warless, stopped. Caitlin, Corliss, yeah, and Waitman, stopped. Corliss. Like, yeah, but I... There's so many factors. He's got probably the bigger leg. Mm-hmm. I think I'm willing to say He's that. booming up. Yep. There's there's some misses in there as well that are concerning. Sam Martin in terms of placing the ball, I think, is better. Um, but you do at least have that strength to bank on and you save a couple million bucks if you make the change. I still think it's Sam Martin, but I'm getting closer to 50-50. Yeah, give
2: me the young guy. Okay. Uh, because of not really anything that's happening on the football field, I've seen enough from Corliss where I feel yep. comfortable with him, and you get to save, uh, let's see, $2.2 million against the cap if you
1: move on but from Sam Martin. You have to throw in that you keep <laughs> Corliss Waitman. For
2: 800000 or something. Yeah. So you're saving a mil and a half.
1: Yeah, and probably even a little bit more. I think, I think that's the way they go. Uh, but uh, Next week, I'm probably agreeing with you, if I'm being oh,
2: honest. There we go. There we go. Okay, I love it. We even got punter talking in the second segment. And before we talk to the people, got to tell you about our great friends over at Green Mountain Dental, where they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush by scheduling a cleaning x-ray and exam. Henry, everyone's going to go to the dentist twice a year, so you mm-hmm. might as well go somewhere that not only is going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, but go somewhere that's going to treat you like family. They're part of our DMVR family. They're great people, and when you go there, they're going to be able to talk Colorado sports with you. They're going to be able to talk about DMVR. It's going to be a comfortable family environment, so check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. All right, let's hop into the comment section and the website, but first, do we have any super chats you hear? We got one. All right. What's it say? Who's it's it from? A $1.99 from Zachary Freeman. Let's go. It, Zach. When do the Denver Broncos and the Dallas uh,
1: Cowboys practice together?
2: Very good question. So That's this an is easy it, one. This is a, yes, it is an easy one. Henry, I'll let you answer. Thursday. Thursday. Typically, <laughs> these practices, they do two of them. Mm-hmm. This year, they're just doing one practice with the Cowboys. Yep. It's in Denver. I believe there's no tickets that you have to get in order to go there. So just show up. It's the last training camp practice as well. Then the Broncos have Friday off, and then they have their first preseason game against Dallas here.
1: Real quick, what battle are you most excited for? Oh, just man.
2: One. Uh, CD and Pat Sertan. Mm, that's a good one.
1: I'm thinking it's uh, Micah Parsons and the tackles. Mm. I want to see bowls, but I also want to see Calvin Anderson.
2: I don't wanna see that one because uh, You just I, got you I gotta it's know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> you gotta you just gotta know how far off he is. Uh, yeah. Man, there's gonna be some good one. We're gonna have a, a fun time. So oh, on yeah. Wednesday, I believe the Broncos do uh, heavy ish practice on Monday then yep. a really heavy practice on Tuesday, yep. then a big, not a day off, but a jog through on Wednesday. So Wednesday, yep. we're going to be previewing the Cowboys. Yep. That's going to be a fun one, looking at those battles. Because there are, there are some good ones. Man, I want to talk about it I now. Know, but, I know, I know. But we can't because we've got over 10 questions from listeners over at thednvr.com, and let's hop in right away. First one coming in from our friend Big Hank Stan. Let's he go. says, it's Picking nits Friday, and here's my preen from yesterday's <laughs> pod. How is Darius' last name an old spelling as you deemed it was when it's literally <laughs> the way you spelled the word shepherd? You know, the one who tends to a flock? It's the least odd way to spell that name. I'm confused. I guess it's it's not the most common way now.
1: Yeah, which I, I totally agree. But now I'm not sure and I'm trying to figure out how to Google that.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you would Google that either. It's better in question <laughs> form yeah. spoken. Uh, but... I give you credit, big hangstan. Almost called you by another name there, uh, but uh, I, I think uh, I think it's a very good point. It, it should it be is. the old, or it should be the old way of spelling it. Just maybe not the most popular now. Yes. Uh, he goes on and says, on that note, if you could roam the earth and tend to a plethora of animals, carrying perhaps a loot and wow. book of poetry, on what lands
1: would you want to meander? Oh, I thought it was going to be what animal. Oh, oh wow. What
2: lands you want to meander And no you don't have A phone RK <laughs> okay, Love Hank Stan
1: oh, So okay I'm gonna start here It's not gonna be Colorado Too hot It is too hot right now And I'm upset Um <laughs> Boy, San Diego You're gonna be really
2: It's too hot In Colorado It's cooler there It's But coastal. you're going to San yes. Diego
1: Yes it. Oh and okay And get the winter as well uh, That's nice Okay well, I'm, I'm roaming San Diego With my flock Um Colorado no i like that no um,
2: i'm going somewhere at the beach as well Ooh. um i'm going somewhere tropical Ooh. as well so what would that be um yeah hawaii. Here, you, you seem yeah it could be hawaii it's i mean that, it's kind of simple but yeah maybe no anywhere oh okay wow. <laughs> there we go there we go that's it that is it Hank Stan also goes on and says also why the crap did the trash pirates give Jacobs five totes in a meaningless game was he being punished (laughs) laughable I mean so that's the only thing I knew about this game was that Josh Jacobs was playing while everyone else was not playing it that does feel like a punishment
1: that was my first thought too but then I looked at what happened and it's like well he must be having the time of his life out there.
0: <laughs> like that
1: that looks incredible. Yeah. Like like imagine imagine if you could just take Josh Jacobs' body for you know, one night. What would you wanna do? Play football against some like alright but not good football player. Just like bang. That must be the most fun he's had playing football in a long time one night you get josh jacobs body
2: and you're playing football on a high school stadium Mm. in canton ohio against a bunch of third stringers i'm
1: taking on the jaguars third string (laughs) team (laughs) that's the dream wow that is (laughs) hank's dream right there interesting Interesting. five catches (laughs) for 30 or five carries but also the two catches those Mm, little screens
2: seven touches in a quarter or was he playing he didn't play past the first okay all in one quarter. Wow. Yeah. Good for Josh. Yeah. Running him to the ground in preseason. Howie boot my booner coming in. It says, <laughs> hi, fellas. I'm a descendant from a long, strong line of booners. I was the first <laughs> booner to go to a university where a friend borrowed my sloppy, uh, jalopy car, <laughs> which got stolen overnight while we were partying. Okay, I have no idea if this is a comedy <laughs> skit here or if this is real. He says... Did not notice until the next day when trying to go on a McDonald's run. Reported it to the police, who said you'll probably never see it again. Mm-hmm. But as fate would have it, me being a poor broke student, we found it a mile down the road. It had run out of gas. The thieves just left it on the side of the road, undamaged. Anyhow, how we boot my boomer out? <laughs> yes, and actually, since my car was stolen twice, we had talked to the police many times mm-hmm. about this. And yeah, they they said typically they'll just drive it and do whatever in it until the gas runs out.
1: That's a weird so, line to draw. Yeah, yeah, they're
2: just they're, yeah to steal like a I, thousands of dollar item to then just use forty dollars of
1: gas. True, it makes
0: sense if you're stealing a car because you don't
1: have money. I guess you
0: don't have money for
1: gas, but like you don't have forty bucks, so you don't have to go steal another <laughs> right, car. That's
0: Exactly, like
1: you yeah. could.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: that'll get you through. Even if you're driving it a lot, that'll get you at least a few days before you have to steal right, another exactly, car. Exactly, exactly. I guess there's cameras at gas stations. Maybe that's a, a holdup, mm, potentially. Yeah, I oh, think those no. cameras are like tapping
2: it? The police are tapping into them and looking for stolen no, cars, though. I don't. Yeah, probably not. I don't. <laughs> Next one coming in. That that was a fun one. Next one coming in from Nash Bronco it says, "My dude's TGIF. Let me." Be clear about my Titans comment. I was born and raised as a Broncos fan and will be a diehard as long as I live. I was really just looking for a good local source of info on how the team is shaping up. The main point of my comment was to hype up DNVR not reveal my (laughs) secret love for another team. The truth is I don't really watch other sports besides professional fishing. So having another team to root for is fun. However, when my Broncos come to town, I want them to demolish the Titans. Go Broncos, go DNVR, go Hank, go RK, go Zach, go Kale. And today... Go, yeah, here. Uh, so, <laughs> Nash Bronco, I was actually thinking about your, your comment this morning and the mm-hmm. way I reacted to it. Uh, I think, actually, it's awesome to adopt a team where you move to yeah. unless it's, like, within your division. And then, obviously, then it's probably just extra fun yeah. Yeah, to, to, to play it up. So I actually think it's really cool that you're adopting the Titans as long as you keep the diehard with that first team mm-hmm. And when those two teams play, it's like,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. I want my diehard team to win. Also, do you think, like, there's got to be a, a podcast on professional fishing. But what is the analysis like? I have it's no. like, oh, he's changing out the bait. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I have no idea. I, I don't even I'm not, know.
2: I'm not a fisher. I know a lot of people are fishers. So I can't even think like the joys of fishing no. let alone the joys of listening to a podcast about fishing. i know <laughs> it's all about about the rod i've heard that before Uh, (laughs) broncos only comes in and says yesterday the topic came up about draymond jones being reluctant to talk to the media last year during week three i saw him interviewed by channel nine by some local hack the interviewer (laughs) warned him with or warmed him up with a bunch of compliments and then suddenly clobbered him with vic fangio says you're doing great but you need to improve some areas of your game what do you think these areas are Draymond looked like a deer caught in car headlights and stammered. Don't know. It was clear he was hearing it first in this Mm. interview. Yikes, unnamed interviewer. And yikes, Vic. I actually don't think yikes to the unnamed interviewer. Mm. I think, in fact, if you're going to ask a a tough question like that, and, and honestly, I think that's more yikes on Vic and yikes on people not informing Draymond uh, about what was going to come in that interview. Uh, But if I'm going to ask a a heavy hitter, I probably want to warm him up a little bit with some easy questions, some compliments, and then throw that in. But then on the other hand, Henry, if it's just all the easy, fun questions, especially when things aren't going right, and this was week three, so I guess things were going Mm -hmm. right, uh, it, it just doesn't, Seem right. You know, when the Broncos are losing and losing and losing, and if all we were to do was talk about the good and the good, yep. you guys probably would tune out and, and wouldn't want to listen. So I, I do appreciate uh, so, some tougher questions, but for him to be completely caught off <laughs> guard
1: uh, is pretty wild. I'll throw in there, you know, if you're the phrasing of the question, like Vic says yep. you need to do things better, right. what things. Do you think Vic thinks you need to do better? Like that's a better question. Question for Vic Fangio and phrase like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You could definitely. still ask him. What definitely. do you think you need to do better, mm-hmm. or what do you think of Vic saying you need to be better? But I'll, I will say there's a little bit of a, a little, little disconnect in terms of like that. Here's what's up. The, then that's the question, fair. yeah, yeah. That, that that's totally fair. Our Vada Luke says, "Fellas,
2: to clarify my vibes comment, Montreux Washington, Antonio, we have a lot of clarifying He says, "I was only referring to the athletic side of things between Montreux Washington and Antonio Brown." A good reminder to all the importance of taking care of our mental health. Completely agree. Yes. Yeah. Related to my ownership comments, could you imagine if the Kanye A B group had managed to buy the Broncos? I feel like the vibes would be very <laughs> different i agree speaking oh. of alternate timelines i imagine a future in which rob walton gets the bug for colorado dubs and cuts mont for a check for the rockies i then imagine the broncos playing a couple seasons in coors field while mile high gets updated or whatever and bought in brought into the future of maybe and maybe a louder trade deadline for the rockies cheers arvada luke
1: wouldn't that be something yep that no. If anybody wanted to buy the Bronco or the Rockies, it'd be incredible. Yep. I actually just last night was looking at Rockies season ticket prices because I had the thought because I was so frustrated. You know, if the Rockies were any better, I would consider buying season tickets. And I was like, yeah, you can get decent tickets for pretty cheap, especially when you consider you like sell at least half yep. of them anyway. Yep. But yeah, there's no way I'm doing anything like that because were they reasonably priced? They were. Oh. They were really reasonably priced, especially when you consider <laughs> there's so many.
2: Right. Yeah, so really you're selling
1: true. them all anyway.
2: That is true. It does, and then you also consider come August, and no one wants to buy your tickets from you. But maybe that's different. It
1: could be. Yeah, so it's an investment. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a little gamble. Yep. Yep. And Hank, we know you're a little gambler. I am a big gambler. <laughs> I will say the Av season tickets paid off nicely this year. Oh yes, they yes, did. Yes, they that did. Was a great <laughs> call. Rockies next year. Is that what nope, you're saying? Rockies nope, absolutely not. Okay, Neb- okay, don't ever no. anybody spin that into that. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> Mile High Buckeye says, my guys, happy Friday, gents. Yes. I have been commenting lately, but have or I haven't been commenting lately, but i have been listening to the pod every day. RK mentioning Dirty Mike and the boys from the other guys <laughs> yesterday. Legit made me probably laugh out loud at my desk. Probably one of the most
1: underrated comedies, in my opinion. Great movie. Never heard of it. If that. you watch a movie, make it the other guy. It's it's Will Ferrell, But but like at his very best. Okay. And Mark Wahlberg. They're hilarious. Just a nice buddy cop movie. Best it's been made in a long time.
2: Wow. Okay, I'll put that on the list. He says, this week has been a big one. My wife and I Just closed on our first house, and I just found out that I'm going to be a dad. Wow. Wow. Congratulations to both of those. Our house is close to I-70 in Ohio. And Google Maps says all I need to do is drive straight for 18 hours to reach the DNVR bar. (laughs) LOL. I would really like to make a Denver trip this year and visit the bar again this fall because it sounds like it may be my last chance for a few years. That's for sure. Yes. Question for you guys. Who has been your biggest dark horse at training camp so far? Surprise breakout.
1: That's a tough... So, I mean, because there's two factors, right? There's, like, the who has had the best camp and also who did you expect? So, like, Pat Sertan, no. We had high standards. He's exceeded them, but no. So, for me, it's between Montrell Washington and Eric Saubert. And Mm. I think Montrell, he's up above Eric Saubert, but he also... Maybe started lower. It's tough comparing a rookie yeah. with a, a 28-year-old tight end.
2: It is true. that, And, I mean, it probably boils down to those two guys. I'm going to go Montrell because my expectations for Fair. him were seriously just be a returner. Yep. He has not done one thing in camp as a returner that's made me say, yeah, this guy's yep. the truth. He's done a lot of things as a receiver that it made me say that. So, great question. He goes on and says, keep doing what you guys are doing, fellas. Discovering the pod last year changed my days at work and added hype to football season. Much love as always and long live DNVR. Cheers. Mile high, Buckeye. Thank you so much. That means Mm -hmm. a lot. And, Henry, we have, since I've been doing this pod, which has been a while, never covered a winning team. I can't wait for how fun (laughs) this pod is going to be when we're covering a winning team. I know. It's going to be so fun. Big Tony says, my boys, yesterday you guessed the letters T, N, and I choose one letter today rk was close with one of his guesses yesterday so it looks like we got an n and that was it so it's blank o r n blank o blank e second word blank o a r blank s
1: we're close man i I think i might know what it is you know what it
2: is let's say guess take a guess
1: i think it's a cornhole boards
2: Ah! Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: this makes me think.
2: This is what the gift he's might be sending.
0: Oh, oh man, oh, Big Tony! Oh. I, th- I think
2: you nailed it. So then, if we're guessing, well, he guessed it. So I well, think so. I guess, I guess we'll go with the C if it's not actually. Quantum. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay love it great great job there oh, thanks I'm he playing says, a lot of wordle. <laughs> it's paying off yeah he says my question for today is zach arkay and mace have previously told us what their journeys were that led them to the positions they're in with dnvr today i'm curious what henry's journey was that's all for today big tony
1: out okay hit the cliffs notes yep. i'm from montana okay up in the northwest corner went to missoula montana for school university of montana okay uh economics major then it's like a super short program there. Okay. So it's like, yeah, uh, you could add a couple minors. You could add a major, tried political science, hated it. Uh, and then got a journalism major and it was a lot of fun. Did a bunch of writing and stuff before. So during, during my junior year, no, it would have been during my sophomore year. I started writing for DNVR, just like the little things. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the first story was like Billy wing got promoted from the practice squad or big, something big like that. Yeah. um, after my sophomore year of college i came down here for a few weeks i was coaching lacrosse team so i was like there was a tournament in like utah so i just Mm. drove over here a lot of driving and then before my senior year i interned like a real internship yeah um for a summer yes then when i graduated in 2019 i started covering the buffs for three years yeah and now you're here and now i'm here (laughs) yeah so there we go I am so Uh, sick of that song. I don't
2: think I could ever get sick of it. Uh, I'm so sick of that song. (laughs) Uh, Drew Peacock, thanks for uh, sharing your story. Yes. Drew Peacock says, hey, fellas, what do you think the Broncos package for third and long is going to look like this season? Do you think training camp has changed your prediction? And does it
1: differ from what your ideal package would be? It's going to look fun. I'll definitely say that. I do think that they're not holding back. You know, it, if, if they were trying to rush the passer, they're not afraid to let anybody know it. They'll throw their pass rushes out there because they got a bunch of them. Um, In terms of who the people are, I think that's still a competition. And part of it's going to be who's fresh, which means, like, who is out there for first and second down. Um, and I think there's some rotation based off of that and obviously thinking about who you want out there for third down. Um, but it's going to be Bradley Chubb. It's going to be Randy Gregory. And the rest of those guys, you know, I think draymond's probably out there just because you want somebody on the inside but benito cooper reed uh, browning all those guys are kind of competing for those jobs
2: i love this because i took this as who's out there for the offense on third and long you took oh. it as who's out there for the defense on third and long Went back and reread it because I'm like, what is he talking about? And, yeah, you could have taken it either way you wanted. So, I like that. I think – I'll take it for the offensive side. Do you answer for the defense? I'll say for offense, uh, it's obviously going to be Jerry Judy. It's going to be Cortland Sutton. It's going to be K.J. Hamler, if healthy. I don't think they go five wide. Uh, I think what they do is have a running back in a lot. We haven't seen a lot of five wide, completely empty Hmm. sets. I think they're going to have either Javante or Melvin back there. And then – it's going to be either Dulcich or Alberto, depending on what point of the season it is. It's going to be Dulcich later in the season, Alberto okay. probably earlier in the season. So there we go. I like that we took that different directions. And final comment, comment coming in from Talking Schmidt says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Another day closer to the beautiful NFL season. I have my yes. fantasy football draft coming up soon and had a curious question for you on for my PPR league. What would you draft or would you draft Sutton or Judy first? I heard the stat prediction on the pod yesterday and it made me think of fantasy football. Also, are you guys going to preview the Cowboys training camp practice? Planning to go to planning to go with it with a buddy and wanted to show him the podcast to exactly what to expect. Let's ride with about 1700 exclamation marks. (laughs) We love it. Talking Schmidt. Uh, yes, we are doing the training camp uh, preview. With that, we'll be doing that pod next Wednesday at 3 p.m. live on YouTube. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuned in. Really appreciate it. Uh, and then Henry, uh, his question: Judy or Sutton first in PPR?
1: That's a big question. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think if I, I think Sutton probably finishes with a, with more yards okay. and probably more touchdowns. Okay. I think Judy probably has more catches, so PPR, so that no. alone might balance it out. Right. But <clears throat> I think either way, I still take Judy just because of the upside. Yep. <laughs> Me too, and that's
2: exactly... Okay. I, I think I would have said the exact same thing. Maybe, oh yeah, Corton's probably going to have more touchdown i don't know a little conflict on that but uh but i I like judy just because of uh the the catches i think he ends up with more and i think that ends up helping you out uh and i think that'll do it for today yeah here thank you so much for producing Mm -hmm. henry you're killing the grind thank you so much for being on with me we'll be back tomorrow with you on a special Saturday episode because the Broncos are practicing. That means we're doing a pod. I won't be there, so they will be doing a pod. Tomorrow's my old day. Ryan got his old day today. But Thank you guys all so much for rolling with us. We really appreciate it. Have a fabulous Friday, and enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: We used to hit We're flying cotton with stick